Today we're talking about people that are whining about having to take temperatures and then having to record them. But we're going to explain why it's important to do that and how it can actually save your behind and your business. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's stay along the same lines there. You mentioned okay. a couple of other different certifications that may not be mandatory, but certainly would be helpful. The allergen yeah. being one. Do you yeah. have any experience with that? I do. Absolutely. That's getting more and more common um, where folks want to have it. it. The good part about a lot of those outside that manager certification, most you can do the rest you can do on your own time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're most of our food trucks, we don't need the alcohol safety, but that's the big one in the brick and mortars, but you can use, you can do that on your own time, you know, I get to, you know, learn the information and usually have to watch a little video online and you can't move forward till you finish that video and pass a few test questions and keep going. And at the end, you're certified food uh, allergens is the same way. Um, some states have their own test for it. Uh, SurSafe has their own. Um, you know, there's quite a few, but it's just making sure we understand one understanding which what the major now major nine sesame just got added on a few weeks ago. Sesame is now a major FDA accord, a major allergen. Um, which really goes on the retail side, meaning you'll start seeing that on labels for, for mm-hmm. in retail as they may contain or does contain sesame up until a month ago, but they'll start in, in, in January, but, um, you know, up between, you know, we've never had to add that on to labels until now. So you're going to learn about them, but then it's also the main part behind it is understanding how to minimize that cross contact. So we're not, we're not hurting folks uh, by accident and just understanding the risk of them. And uh, so allergens is a good one. Food handler is getting more and more common too. I'm seeing even insurance agencies are loving it. They might give you a deal on your insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the larger corporates are wanting to wanting folks, uh, anyone who just touches food, they call it food handler. So something goes in depth on the permitting side and all the, the, the tougher stuff we have in management, but it's really going to focus on cleanliness, the correct temperatures, cooking temperatures, holding temperatures, and, and stuff like that. It, it goes more, I would say more on like the cooking the cooking and, and washing dishes part. So that, that true food handling and um, th- those, you know, there, some stuff came out in COVID for kind of reopening or being COVID uh, you know, understanding, you know, COVID sanitation type stuff. But those, those are the ones we're seeing right now that are, that they're starting to gain a lot, a lot of different agencies. And then um, like I said, insurances are starting to like it a little bit or, or like the more folks you have that have those certifications, it can, it can lower premiums. That's an awesome thing to hear. I'm glad to see that you know, insurance companies throw the weight around like they want to see the hood and fire suppression. Sure. Because <laughs> that, that helps reduce their exposure to yeah. a, a potential yeah. claim. Num- number one cause of fires. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if, if they're also being concerned about the food handler. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a pain. Right. But most states allow the certified food manager to conduct that training. So it's not like there's an additional expense, correct? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So that that's made it a little a lot easier to obtain. Uh, you could have staff do it. You know, on our food trucks, we have two or three people. If you want to be, you know, if the owner operator, you want to have the manager one. 
that seems to be, you know, that you're, most of us are probably there all the time anyway. So we're, we're covering that basis. And then, yeah, if you have two or three helpers, just have them spend time one morning or some time on their own um, and, and get some, you know, help them out get those. It's, it, it's, I hate to say it looks good to have certificates on the wall. You don't want that to be the main incentive, but it does look good. It feels good. And it's, it's going for the greater good. So it is, um, it is. If, if what, what we saw when, when I really got into the food safety side, got out of the restaurants and more on the food safety side, in the mid, you know, 2006 and eight and all that, um, that was when, you know, food trucks are kind of getting that first wave of, we started to saw the first wave of them, um, you know, really nationwide. But yeah. before that, really what, at least personally, I kind of thought of food trucks is what you saw at the fair. You know, it was the stands, it was the tents, it was the, that type of stuff. It wasn't all the nice trucks and trailers that we all, that we see now. And, and a lot of us have, and it didn't have the greatest reputation. It's usually what, you know, one bad apple spoils a bunch. It wasn't because the majority were doing anything wrong. Um, it was just, you know, it was the ones that are just moving from, from city to city. They're not too worried about what happens. I mean, I've got a hundred war stories I could share, you know, that'd be for another oh, yeah. day about where, you know, somebody's doing something on a Sunday and, and you're trying to crack down on them. They're going, well, we're packing up because we're headed to the next state tomorrow. This is the last day of the fair. And you're going, yep. you really got no uh, no leverage over them. And so, you know, th- those few could give it a bad. That, that, that only hurts. You know, if, if, if it hits the news that some people got sick and even there was an outbreak or, um, you know, worst case scenario, even even foodborne deaths, foodborne illness deaths occurred from a food truck then we're all going to, we're all going to feel that we're all going to people go, Oh yeah, there's a food truck. So, you know, uh, we kind of would all get lumped into it. So uh, it's, it's there, you know, let's all do it the right way. There are uh, a lot of, a lot of the agencies kind of, kind of look at it a little different because they know there's, there's been a few of the food trucks that do do it the wrong way. And so there's some of them get a little cautious, but uh, I think, you know, the past five, 10 years, we've really seen the, we're, we're, we're legit. We're doing it the right way. The most of us are doing it. We're making a good, it's our livelihoods. We're making a living off of, it. we don't want to do it the wrong way. So. The influx of, of food trucks over the years, because I've been doing this a really long time. Yeah. When I first started doing it, most cities, especially small cities, had no idea how to mm. permit somebody. Right. You know, we don't know what to do. You got wheels, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, and it, it was it was tough. You know, nowadays it's very commonplace for there to be a whole section about how to be a food truck in a city. You know, sure. and it takes you step by step through all the, the processes the city requires. Having said that, because it's becoming so easy, we have so many more people getting into it and their clientele has changed. So mm-hmm. when you, you mentioned, you know, you don't want to just have those certificates on the wall just to have them hanging. Younger folks look for that kind of stuff. True. You know, they're True. savvy yes. enough now. They know that there should be some type of certification. Right, right. Yeah. So you got, you got a whole awful of them. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they know. Yeah, so it's not like it was when you were describing, you know, the Roach Coach era, where you, know, yeah. you pack up and move on to the next city, and whoever got sick can't find you. Right, it's right. not like that anymore. No, no, absolutely not. Um, it's it's just a kind of, I don't know, just sharing a story as we're chatting. It made me think of not too long ago a, a, a local theme park um, where I'm at. That they, they had some folks that contacted me before the season started. They needed to get their surf safe. Asked mm-hmm. if I could do a class for them. Said sure. So we did it. And they were showing me all the things. That it's a fairly large theme park. It's not Disney World, but it's pretty big. That all the things that the park itself was making them do. You know, I mean, we've been running restaurants. They even had a barbecue trailer. We've been doing this for 20 years, but now they're letting us into this theme park as it's opening back up, and they can't find staff. They're letting third party come in and run it. They right. said, but they're they're every two hours we got to check temperatures, and we have to log it. 
And if they come by somebody with the park and sees that we haven't written temperatures down for three hours, we got to throw it all out. You know, they were kind of complaining, but I said, it's sort of like, the food. it made me think of the food trucks. I said, if three people, two people get sick at this theme park, it hurts. <laughs> They're not going to yeah. talk about the 100,000, the other 100,000 that came in that day that didn't get sick. All that's going to be on the news is those one or two. Mm-hmm. That's a PR nightmare. And then the whole, the whole park gets a black eye from it. And so it's sort of the same thing with the food trucks. It's like, let's not, you know, it's, it's, or in any restaurant, but especially, especially the food trucks is we get lumped in like that sometimes. So we, we sort of, we have to self-govern too. You yeah. know, we gotta, we gotta look out for each other and we gotta find those bad apples and, and try to weed them out. Oh, exactly. You know, you bring up a good point. The theme park you were talking about mm-hmm. had a more tough standard than what yeah. was required by the state. Absolutely. And they did that on purpose. Yes. A lot of the chain restaurants do the exact same thing. They'll take right. the most difficult standard they have to deal with around the country and mm-hmm. they set their standards even more difficult. Yeah. You know, when I was, uh, you know, with Burger King and all the different franchises, yeah, you know, we were taking temperatures all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so to hear somebody yeah. complain about, well, you got to take them every two hours, it's like, oh. <laughs> and write it down. I yeah, I know. It's like, okay, we did that all the time. It's not right. That big a deal. Well, it, and I, and I've had I've had the the corporate folks or franchisees or even hotels, the chain hotels that you know they'll call and they'll say, "I've got the audit coming up in the next two weeks." They're more worried about an audit. You probably were at Burger King too. The corporate audits, you know, they're, they always say they put the bar up here, so then when right. the state inspector comes in, it's a walk in the park, you know, and this exactly. is a ninety nine yeah. or a hundred every time. So yeah, rightfully so. But we can do that. Too. We let's hold it. Let's do that in house. We don't need a, a corporate or, a, or an oh. auditor to come in. Let's. Let's let's hold that. The, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be too two foot, you know, trying to trying to be that that help the health inspector and me. But it's uh, yeah, we got to hold that that standard, hold ourselves to that higher standard. And, it, you know, and it, it makes it to, it's proud of it. I love seeing stuff on the on the on, on your on our group, you know, the page, the training page where people said, uh, hey, this, this is what happens when you say an extra hour too late and clean up. Or this mm-hmm. is here's my ninety nine or here's my hundred yeah. inspection. You know, that that pride goes a long way. And just, yeah. it, it just raises raises the business. It does. It certainly does. Again, speaking with just recording the temperatures and stuff, you know, one yeah. of the things that I have in one of the downloads on the group is, you know, a complete HACEP plan that's generic mm-hmm. enough that it'll work for anybody, but it's also yeah. still specific enough that we're talking about taking temperatures, you know, multiple times throughout the day. And, and yeah. that's just, you got to do that, yeah. especially when yeah. you're dealing with, with things like bone-in chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When Can't I talk to hot. some people yeah. on the bone-in chicken and they're telling me, I cook it for eight minutes, I'm like, Unless it's a pressure fryer, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. It is Good not point. only exactly. it's not getting done in eight minutes. Right, right, right. And then yeah, and uh, and a lot of folks are are realizing too. You know, when the 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 discussions on the page, a lot of times are gas versus you know propane right. fryers or grills versus electric, and a lot of people are seeing that recovery time. So yeah, it was eight minutes when he first turned it on. It certainly isn't going to be eight to ten no. minutes, you know, in the middle of a busy rush when it's trying to recover. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, keep the it can be a five dollars thermometer from Walmart sitting mm-hmm. right beside the grill or in your sleeve or your your shirt or in your pocket and just ha- you know and a little little sandy wipes nearby, a little alcohol swabs yep. and just check it as much as you can. It uh, it hell it's it's you know I, I always tell people it's going to be crazy if you know if the worst case scenario ever happened and you realized it would have just been an extra five or 10 seconds here and there would have prevented it. You're going to feel pretty foolish or, or pretty regretful that we didn't take that extra precaution. Oh, exactly. When you deal in, in volumes of food, you know, especially if you're on a busy food truck, mm-hmm. you know, you'll think, well, I cooked all this stuff. So I know it's hot. Yeah. You don't really know it's hot. 
Right. Unless you do like right. you said, you put a thermometer in it. And yeah. that's one of the, the weaknesses that we have really as an industry, because we do everything ourselves and maybe one other person is helping us. Yeah. So we, yeah. we become complacent and well, I know it's hot. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know it's hot. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's yeah. Just, just not the case. When you work in a restaurant, we have so many different hands touching the food. Oh, yeah. That yeah. follow up makes sense. You know, let, let's do the temperatures and stuff. Yeah. But on a food yeah. truck, like I said, you just become accustomed to it. I know it's hot. You yeah. know, it's yeah. 350. Right. <laughs> you know, until you stick a thermometer in it, you don't really know. You're just you don't know. That, yeah. That's exactly right. Exactly right. And same thing, don't, you know, wash, rinse, and sanitize, getting our sinks right. Just a little stuff. But, you know, there's a reason they, the, the, the inspector requires their test strips and to make sure our, our sanitizers are, there, are strong enough, but not too strong. You know, we got to have that right level. And it's, uh, it, it, we, like I said, we can't get complacent. We can't just assume everything's right. Just double check yourself each, each day, set it up correctly and break it down correctly. And, make life easier on, on ourselves. Yeah. All right. That's it for today. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about people that try to skirt around the laws by saying, well, I'm going to do it by the cottage rules and I'm going to follow my state's cottage laws and I'm going to do my prep at home because cottage laws. And we're going to explain why that's not always possible. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.